Hello everybody, welcome back to the No Sleep Almost podcast. Now in this episode, we are going to be reacting to a story called I Think I Was Supposed to Die Last Week by Insomniac underscore writer. Also, sorry for the very late upload. It, you're probably seeing this at like 10 or 11. Really sorry for that. I wanted to get this out earlier, but I, I'll i be completely honest. I totally forgot about it. Enough of me talking. Let's hear the story. Damon, there's a person on the side of the road. Go check on him. Hey buddy, do you hear me? Hello? Fuck. Sorry, I think he's blacking out. Stay with him and try to keep him awake. I'm still trying to get the trucker out. Alright, sir. Stay with me. Talk to me. What's your name? My name is... That was the last thing I got to say before everything turned to avoid this black. I woke up an unknown time later in a bed. The bed was covered in a snowy white quilt and it had a white pillow and it wasn't that comfy but it wasn't hard either. In fact, everything was white in that room. Started from the walls to the ceiling. Next to me I heard beeps. It was a heart monitor. I tried to move but as I did so a sharp pain hit me like a train. I slowly raised my hand up and saw I had some sort of tube attached to my arm. When I looked to my left I saw an infusion pump. It had a little bag of water attached to it. The water was slowly going through the tube and into my arm. I was in a hospital. I tried to move again but the pain was holding me tackled to the bed. A few seconds later, a doctor burst into the room. On his chest, he had a badge with his name. I squinted my eyes to see it. It was Jay. Oh, you're awake, said Jay with a small smile. Yeah, Doc, I guess I am. What the hell happened? Well, it was a Monday, around 5pm when we got the call from your phone. It started to stress and you only managed to mutter a few words before the call ended. Help. Road. Crash. Please. We tracked the signal of your phone and what we found at the scene was a mess. That's all I can tell you. Oh, and by the way, your voice seems different than when you called. It's like it wasn't you who talked when that phone rang. But it must be my imagination. And also, there are some gentlemen who want to talk to you. I'll let them know you're awake. What the? Hey, wait! I yelled for him, but he was already out the door. After a few seconds of being lost in my thoughts, now having more questions than I had before I talked to Jay, some men dressed in black suits with black gloves came in. One had a black leather suitcase shut tight. Hello, Mark. I hope you remember your name since you got pretty messed up. Mark? I said implying a questionable tone. Oh yeah, you're right. That's me. Who are you guys? Sorry to inform you, but we cannot disclose that. All I can say is that we are here to ask you some questions said the man with the suitcase now opened. The suitcase contained some sort of files. There seemed to be a lot of them. He pulled out a bullpen and a sheet of paper attached to a blue clipboard. I won't say anything before you guys tell me what the fuck happened and is happening, I said suddenly angry. But to be honest, I was more scared and confused than angry. The men then whispered something among them. I couldn't hear what. Fine, said one of them now a little annoyed. We could tell you some stuff, but not all. Sounds good? Yeah, something is better than nothing, I exclaimed, now calming down. Well, as Shay told you, it was on Monday. Today is Saturday, so you've been out a few days. We got the call, yada yada yada, you cut up until this point, right? Yeah, I am. Then let us tell you what we found at the scene. When we got there, said the man, looking at me, implying a question. Are you sure you want to proceed with this? Sure, go ahead. The men sighed. Alright, you wanted this. As we rolled up on the scene, it was like a tornado hit. There was a jeep, well, what was left of it anyway. The jeep was melted together with the front of a truck. 
The foot of the jeep penetrated the truck with an unusual length, up into the trailer. In the middle of the combined vehicles, there was a lot of smoke that burst into a high flame, setting the engines and what was left of them into fire. We checked the jeep, but it was empty, except for a few belongings. The smell of burning rubber and oil was becoming more potent by the second. When we checked the truck, there was a man in there. He was out cold. His seatbelt was the only thing preventing him from flying through the windshield. It took a few minutes to pull him out of the wreck, and we barely managed to before the whole thing caught on fire. When we finally did pull him out, he was already dead. We looked around to find anything else, then we found you. You were laying in the ditch 200 meters away from the cars. We ordered the medics to run up and check on you. You still had a pulse, very weak, but it was there. They tried to keep you awake, but you fainted before they could do too much. They got you in an ambulance and rushed you to the hospital. He said this last sentence, signaling that he told me what he could. What the- Wait, how am I alive? I asked curiously and shocked. Well, it is believed that the truck swerved in your lane. There were burn marks on his side of the road, and somehow you managed to react fast enough to jump out of the car. I don't know how you did that, how you had the courage, but that is the main reason you are alive as of now, said the man, him being more in disbelief than I was. I was in shock. I got lost in my head again. What the hell happened on this Monday? Why would the truck swerve in my lane? Then it all came back to me. All the memories. Now, Mark, we told you what you wanted to know, and now we want you to answer some questions. Sure, I guess I can do that since you did me a favor. Alright then, we are listening, said the men looking with curiosity emanating from them. Well, I don't know how clear I remember these events, my mind is foggy, but I do remember what happened a few moments before the crash. I don't remember the whereabouts of where I was coming from, but I know I was going home. As I was driving, I saw something on the opposite lane. Something? said one of the men with one eyebrow raised. Can you describe that something? followed by the suitcase guy. Yeah, I was just about to get to that before I get interrupted, I said with a chuckle, but I don't think you liked my humor. After a short pause that felt like eternity, I continued. Well, anyway, as I got closer, I saw there was... a little boy. But he was very unusual. His clothes were old and dirty, his shirt and shorts had holes in several spots, his hair was a messy darkness, and it looked like he had bruises all over his body. Basically, he looked like he belonged in an older era, definitely not this one. The men were now looking at me so intense I could feel their eyes piercing my soul, giving me a slight nausea feeling. Continue, said one of them while scribbling, what I think were the details that I just told them. Right, so, I squinted my eyes to make sure I wasn't hallucinating. He was on the road as much as I was, but then something happened. A truck appeared out of nowhere. It was coming as fast as the truck could go. I honked my horn as many times as my hand went. The boy didn't move. Not even a twitch or a dodge. Nothing. The driver didn't slow down. He was on his phone. When he realized that he was about to hit the little guy, he as well started honking for him to get out of the way, but to no avail. What happened next, I can only describe as something from a movie. The boy, out of nowhere, rotated his head 360 degrees to me. His face looked old and dusted, but the worst part was his face. Instead of eyes, he only had sockets filled with the darkest black I'd ever seen. It was darker than a night. I can't describe how dark and empty those eyes were. The men were now standing, mouth agaze, staring at me in disbelief. Is something wrong? I asked them. It took a few seconds before I got a response. Yeah, yeah, everything is alright. Go on. Finally said the guy writing the details. Okay, so, his eyes. 
He stared through me, through my soul. He didn't speak it, but in my head all I could hear was jump, 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 car, jump. As I was trying to register what was happening, the truck driver swerved violently in my lane, seemingly out of nowhere. But before the impact could land, something in me, I don't know what, made me jump from my car. I just opened the door and jumped. I rolled on the ground for a bit until I fell down what seemed like a small hill. I hit my head on something, probably a rock, and everything went fuzzy. I lost track of time where I was. Out of nowhere I saw a medic trying to talk to me, but I think I faded. Is that all, Mr. Mark? Asked one of the men, trying to hide his excitement, but he was escaping through his words. Yeah, that's all I can remember. I didn't mention the excitement they had. My instinct told me not to. Incredible remarks, Mark. Thank you, and that was all we needed. Your hospital bills are covered by us. Hope you get better soon. Followed the men, now getting up, preparing to leave. Thank you, but a quick question, I said, and he looked back at me. Am I in danger? I don't know where the question came from. I don't think it was me who was asking, but a little kid inside me that was afraid of getting punishment for doing something wrong. Well, said the suitcase guy, stopping and looking at the other one, presumably asking with gazes, should we tell him? Well, Mark, all I can tell you is that you cheated death, and death doesn't like being cheated on. Followed he with a smirk plastered on his face. Cheating death? I asked now worrying. How could I cheat death? Yes, Mark, and when death gets angry, he comes after you again, making sure you die in a more gruesome way than the first one would have been. Continued the man now looking at me with a sorry kid written in his eyes. Then they left. Now I had a million more questions running in my mind. What the hell happened? Why did it happen? One thing my mind kept backtracking to was the little boy. More so his eyes. The empty black in them. The lack of emotion emanating from them. It couldn't leave my mind. Yesterday I got out of the hospital. Jay said I'm good to go and that I recovered incredibly well and fast. I was happy to go home. As I got home, something about my house was off. Like something that didn't belong was in it. I scratched it off as just being paranoia, and I decided to eat something and call my mom. She answered, only it wasn't her. The voice from the other end sounded like a seven-year-old. He spoke fast. I still could understand him, but he was fast and hung up right after, leaving me with no time to reply. Sorry, Mark. I tried to save you. The driver was drunk. His death was due that day. But I didn't expect him to swerve on your side of the road. That's why I told you to jump. I didn't expect you to, that's why I marked you as collateral, but you did, and that caused me problems. Now your death is due tomorrow at night since I have to make it up to my boss. Sorry again. What the fuck? I mumbled slowly to myself. What the fuck? I checked to see if I dialed the right number. I did. I thought it was a prank, but it couldn't be. The number was right. I tried to call back, but when I did, my mom answered. This time it was her. Hi Mark, are you out of the hospital yet? Said her in her usual warm voice, sounding happy that I called. I paused, and I must have taken too long to respond since another hello came from the other end. Uh, yeah, mom, the doc said I recovered very well and that it was a miracle how I recovered so fast. Well, that's just great, honey. I'm doing some work now. You know how busy we get on Sundays. Oh, then I'll talk to you later, mom. I said, trying to get the call to end faster. Okay, dear, I'll call back when I can, so my mom went hung up. What the actual fuck is happening? 
I ask like someone was next to me, listening to me. I call my mom and a boy answers. Knows my name, tells me I die tomorrow night, and then hangs up. Next time I dial the same number, my mom answers all happy and well. What the hell? I exclaimed again, getting angry. Well, anyway, it's late. I need to get some sleep. I couldn't get much sleep when I was in the hospital. I muttered to myself and went to sleep. I woke up today. I had forgotten about the last day events, so I went on with my day like usual. Only when 10 p.m. came, because I remembered. Damn it. I said, what if the guy kid said it's true? I'll be expected to be at my house. I grabbed my car keys, not bothering to lock the house up or get any clothes, just some money in my car. I drove to a hotel pretty far from my house and booked three days there. I figured that would be enough. I was wrong. Now, as I'm writing this, it's 2am and outside from my window I can see a small kid standing in a little spot of light given by the street pole looking up at me. His eyes are black.